Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you very much. You guys can grab your seats. You know, I'm believing this morning that people are going to be healed. You see, it's, our, our God is a miracle working God. He's a God who spoke and created the heavens and the earth. He's a God that the Bible says is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He healed and he's still healing. And, and I want to just bring some thoughts this morning around that, and then we're going to pray for some things. And just So I would love you to get expectant this morning that God could touch your world and change your circumstance. You know, and, and if we don't believe that, I, I need to ask you, what do you believe? Because it's not piecemeal. The Bible isn't piecemeal. It's, we, we need to take the Word of God. We need to bring God into our hearts and say, I believe. I make a decision today that I believe that all things are possible. And that's what the Word says. All things are possible to those who believe. And uh, so the title for this morning uh, is it, it's House of Healing on the screen, but you know, kind of, I was thinking through this, is dead for nothing, question mark. Did Jesus go to the cross for no reason or did his going to the cross change everything? See, because because of the work of the cross, because Jesus died, went to the depths of hell, conquered death and sin and rose victorious, rose in glory, we can walk in the promise that he gave. One of the promises that God gave, and we'll get to this, is that there is healing available for all who believe. Uh, we can walk in divine, supernatural healing. Health is available to each other. And I'm actually thinking, I'm going to do a course on healing. I used to teach a course on, in Sydney, a four-week course about healing, the attributes of healing. Who, who is healing for? How is healing available? How do we step in and receive healing? Does that sound like a good idea? Would anybody be interested in that? Praying for healing, praying for people to receive from God. I just want to encourage you before I start that Justin was talking about house parties. House parties are good for us, but they're even better for others. Let's take our plus one cards that we're praying over. If you don't have one, there'll be one on the table at the back. Let's pray for our friends, those that don't yet know Jesus. Let's invite them. It's a great opportunity. Some people may not come into church, but they will come to a house party. They'll meet people from church, go, okay, they're normal, they're, they're relatable. Okay, yeah, I'll come to your church. I want you, church, to be diligent in praying for the lost praying for your family, praying for your friends. Let's bring people to the house of God. The other thing is, if you didn't get a chance to sponsor a child last week, it's not too late. We've got information up the back, forms up the back. We can still do that. If you're considering it, praying about it, please don't think, okay, we sponsor the kids. We'll wait till next year. If you want to sponsor a child, let's just, let's just change an entire village. Let's just change, you know, and, and I'm, I'm so pumped. We are going to do a missions trip next year. We're going to go and visit our kids. Uh, and I'm excited to take some gifts and just go and see these kids. And where they've been and where they're going because of our generosity. Amen? And I just wanted to let you know, church, we have a missions budget as part of the church, and this week, because of what's happened in Vanuatu, I'm going to be sending some money across with our good friend Steve... Uh, where's... where's Lozzie's not here. Yeah, Steve Morrison. Uh, he's going over to do a work. In a, in a village of 5,000, there was two buildings that were left standing, the school and the church that they built. Uh, and so they're a church of our friends from Bendigo, Victoria. So this week, we're going to send some money across. They've got 20 builders, plumbers, electricians going across to do a work. We can't be there with them, but I'm going to send some money from our, our missions budget. So I just want to let you know as the church. Amen? We're making a difference. We're touching lives, and that's what we're called to do. We're, we're called to live beyond ourselves. So I'm really excited about that. How's everybody going with praying and fasting? Two weeks down, we only got one. Yeah, Justin's fading away to a shadow. Uh, one week to go. Can I encourage you? Things are shifting. Yeah. Things are changing. This week, 
really purpose and focus up on sacrificing, giving, giving something away, putting something aside that you, you delight in, that you really want, and let's fast and pray and seek God. Amen? Yeah. I know I, I'm, I'm seeing things clearer. I feel like I'm hearing from God clearer. Um, and and I, this week I found this great little gem in Luke 4, starting in verse 14. It says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. News of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Where did Jesus return from? He returned from the wilderness, a place of seclusion. And why was he empowered? Because he'd been seeking God. He'd been praying and fasting for 40 days. That says he returned in power. He returned in power and started ministering. I, I honestly believe that through this time of praying and fasting, you are going to get empowered. There's going to be a, a power and an empowerment upon your life that you haven't walked in before because you prayed and fasted, sought God. You went to a secluded, secluded place. You know, I can go to a secluded place and return the same as when I left, but I can go to a secluded place and seek God where I clear my mind and my thoughts and, and, and my desires and I focus on Him. As we go to that place of seeking God, uh, you will hear from God. The Bible says, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. I want to in, in, encourage you this week. Let's do that. Amen? Fantastic. We're going to pray for some people this morning. And as I was sharing before, I believe that one of the greatest graces bestowed upon those that believe is healing, supernatural healing. Uh, and, and, you know, there, there's so much suffering in the world today, so many people suffering from diseases and conditions and God wants to set people free. The Bible says that he came to make us whole, to, to heal us, uh, to deliver us, to free us and that we can walk in this. And, and I was thinking this week about when I go to preach at certain places, mostly people ask, just say, just come and do a healing service. Just come and get people healed. And, and I've had the privilege of praying for people all over, all over the planet, in, in America, in Switzerland, in Asia, in New Zealand, and seen people healed. But I remember this one lady, I was in a meeting in Tasmania, and they said, we just, we just want healing. We just want people freed this morning. And they wheeled a lady in in a wheelchair that had had a, the, a third stroke the day before. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. She was wheelchair-bound. And we were going through this meeting. There were some amazing miracles. God was touching people. Uh, and I called the woman out. And so the person that was with her wheeled her to the front, and I, I simply declared, in Jesus' name, you are healed. Because the Bible says that we will lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. It says that we'll prophesy to a valley of dry bones and dislocation will become connection and life will return. This woman stood out of her chair. This is the third stroke, could not walk, could not talk. Now, I've got nothing. I'm, I, I got nothing. It's not the nerve on the back of the neck. It's not the spirit fingers or any other thing. I've got nothing, but God is a healer. And he says, if we step out in faith, he will move powerfully. If, if we step into that place of believing, though we cannot see, he will move, though we cannot do. And, and so this woman stood to her feet, lifted her hands, and started praising Jesus. It was an instant creative miracle. And I've seen this time and time again, like I said, all across the globe. I'm believing this morning for the power of God to enter your circumstance, for the devil to be defeated. See, he tries to lie to us. You will always have this condition. You've been prayed for before. Nothing's going to change. Even when you do get prayed for and you feel the same, see, nothing happened. And he wants to sow, sow seeds of doubt. 
you know, you know, faith flows through an atmosphere, sorry, power flows through an atmosphere of faith. The only way that there is an atmosphere of faith is when we create it. When we go, I, God, I believe. See, doubt, faith is the conduit for power. Doubt insulates us from the power of God. Because doubt, there's a seed there that says, it, it can't happen, it won't happen, it hasn't happened, I can't see it happening. I want to encourage you this morning, let's believe. Let's just believe what we believe that God is able to move beyond what we know and can see. Amen? You know, in Luke 4.40, it says, As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. And no matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every single one of them. And I, again, this week, I looked it up in the Greek, everyone, because the touch of his hand healed everyone. And the same thing again, it meant everyone. That's in the Greek. I couldn't believe it. The, root word, the Greek root word for... It meant everyone. So when Jesus touches lives, they get healed. When T Jesus touches lives, their circumstance changes. Sometimes we need to position ourselves for Jesus to touch us and heal us. And you know what? Our problems and situations always seem worse in the dark. See, it says here, as the sun was setting, as it was getting dark, you may feel like you're in a dark place today. You may feel like you're in an oppressive place where the walls are closing in on you and you cannot see. It says, uh, our, um, what I know is this, our God is a God of illumination. He brings light, clarity, vision, and future and hope to our worlds. It was getting dark, so they went to Jesus. Can I encourage you, when it gets dark, don't run from Jesus? The best place you can be is, is in close proximity to Jesus. Make your way towards Jesus when, when it feels like life is against you, when it feels like the devil is coming upon you, when it feels like circumstances are about to swamp you. Make your way into the presence of Jesus. How do you do that? I will command my soul all that I am with will sing. Paul and Silas in prison in the 12th hour, the deepest, darkest part of the prison, rats, water, chains, shackled, I will sing. I will command my soul. Can I encourage you? Let God bring that light upon the circumstance that you face and change it forever. Amen. It says in Malachi 4.2, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves uh, led out to pasture. Exodus 15, 26, I love this. It says, he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make any of you suffer of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. If you make him your Lord, healing is available to you. For I am the, what was this talking about? This was talking about the Israelites that had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And he says, if, if you fear me and walk in my ways, not one of the ailments that I've spoken over the Egyptians will touch you, for I am the Lord that heals you. It says that as they, they looked, and there was a, a snake that was engraved and shaped around our pole, as that was lifted up and they looked towards it, they were healed. In other words, as they looked to Jesus in their darkest moments, in their deepest times of trial as they looked to Jesus they were healed and can I tell you today I've just got a few thoughts around healing it's available for you and it can flow through you God wants to use you to touch people's lives it's not just for me it's not there's a select few that can go around seeing people healed God wants to use you as a vessel as an instrument of change that touches other people's world God wants to flow through your world 
See, a vessel isn't just used once, filled up and look at that, that's fantastic, it's serving its purpose. No, no, it's poured out and filled again, poured out and filled again. Pour. The more you pour yourself out in the things of God, the more God will fill you to be used for him. And, you know, I, I want to encourage you, we're bringing change. Michelle said, this is our, I'm telling you, this is our year. This is our year. Let's see lives touched and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. So a few thoughts around healing today, then we're going to pray. Does anybody need a touch from God this morning? I know I do. And, and I want to encourage you, don't, don't be hesitant. Don't stand back. Move forward. I remember praying for a guy in Switzerland, and I, he didn't understand what I was saying. I didn't understand what he was saying. We had a translator, and I'd flown for 44 hours because of delays to get there. So I was just incoherent, but God moves anyway. And what I didn't know is this guy was the downhill mountain biking champion of Switzerland, uh, which is a big deal in Switzerland. And he'd fallen off, dislocated all his shoulder, shattered his um, uh, ball and socket joint, was told you'll never ride again. I didn't know his condition. He didn't know what I was saying, but God got in the middle. I prayed for him and instantly... He was pinned, he was plated, he couldn't move his arm, he couldn't do anything. Instantly, he threw his hands in the air. So it was a medical impossibility. It was something that couldn't happen. It was pinned in place. But God is bigger. He's big and he's real, and that, that changes everything. And instantly, and so then I found out a year later, he was the downhill mountain biking champion again of Switzerland. We've never talked since. He didn't send me a bike or anything like that. However, he got healed in Jesus, though. It was fantastic. So first thought around healing is, Healing is ours through the cross. You need to know it's not for the super saints. It's not for the ultra-righteous. It's, it's for all. Healing is yours. It's made available through the, the work of the cross. And, and I love when Jesus hung on the cross with his last breath in his lungs, he uttered these words, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and died. It is finished. What was finished? The devil's reign. See, he, he, as I said before, he descended to the depths of hell. He conquered death and sin, and he rose victorious with healing in his wings. He rose victorious for you. And what does it say in Hebrews 12? It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. I've said it before, but what, is, what was his joy? His joy was your victory. His joy was your salvation. His joy was your healing. His joy was relationship with you. He went to the cross and said, it's over, devil. Your, your, your time of authority, your time of dominion is over. I'm coming back, and I'm coming victorious. Anybody that steps into relationship with me, anybody that calls on me as their Lord and Savior and accepts me as, as, as their Lord, as their God, as, as number one in their world, it is finished. Come on, that's worth a hand clap this morning. I'm thankful. You know, Isaiah tells us that by his stripes we are healed. He was whipped within an inch of his life. He's... he's Ribs were hanging from his back. He was tormented. He was in pain. He had a crown of thorn driven into his head. He was hung on a cross. He was dead for nothing. Please tell me today that you believe that he died to, so that you could live. That he died to set you free. That he died and as a result you accept and walk in the healing that he freely gave. Amen. Second thing is this, that healing and atonement are connected. Healing and atonement, that act of going to the cross was an act of atonement for us. Jesus became sin. He became sickness. He became everything that we carried in life so that we no longer had to carry it. And they're connected. And we need to see the two as connected. We need to see that not only is healing available for us, but it, it comes through that act of atonement. 
and to atone for one's sins means to pay a price. He, he paid the perfect um, sinless price that nobody else could ever pay for us. We need to accept the atoning work of the cross upon our lives so that we could walk in the promise. And what is the promise? The promise is none of the diseases will affect you. Nothing will come upon you. You can walk in divine healing. I've got a friend right now. He flew to Australia from San Francisco where he runs a church to see his dying dad because the doctor said he had days to live. He'd been on dialysis for 18 months. He's old. He was dying. He said, come and, come and pay your last respects. Your dad is about to die. He employed everybody he knew around the, the world to pray for his dad. Please pray for my dad. He needs a miracle. There's photos even up on Facebook and Instagram today of his dad's walking around. He had a staph infection through his whole body. It's gone. He was taken off dialysis to die. A month later, he doesn't need dialysis. He, he's, not, he's not having treatment for anything. He's not on medication. He has no infection in his body. He's, he's living free and healed because people prayed and God moved. Come on, that's, that's amazing. I am the Lord that heals you. And you know, I love that the, the, in, in Scripture, we find compound names for God. Uh, and the nature of God is revealed in the redemptive names of God. And, and we see who he is. And, you know, Jehovah means the self-existent one that reveals himself. So we, you've, you've heard before, and I'll read some of these out, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Shalom. And through these names of God, we see the nature and characteristics of God. Yes? And so, you know, it says um, Jehovah Jireh, and you can look at this in Genesis 22, verse 14, the Lord will provide. We know that God is a God of provision because that's his name. That's how he's described in the scriptures. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our victor. God leads us into victory. It says in Corinthians, it says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah, the one who reveals himself. He wants to reveal himself to you as a provider, as somebody that takes you into victory. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. He wants you in peace because he is peace. He wants you to hold him and house him in your world. And he wants you to be anxious for nothing. He wants you to be at peace. Jehovah Ra, the Lord, our shepherd. If you make him your, your Lord, he will lead you and guide you. He will protect you and feed you. He will carry you through life as your shepherd. Uh, Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord, our righteousness. We are not righteous in and of ourselves. We're made righteous through Christ. We're a new creation in him because we asked him into our life. We are righteous because of him. Um, Jehovah Shema, the Lord is present. God, where are you? I, I don't feel, where, I, be close, I am here. I'm your ever-present help in times. I don't leave you. I won't forsake. I am here. I am the Lord who is present. See, the devil wants to, where is God? Where is God right now? Look at, look at the situation. No, no, God is here right now. At any point, at any time, we can turn to him, and he is, the Bible says, closer than a brother. He is with us and will never leave us. And the last one, the seventh name is Jehovah Rapha, Exodus 15, 26, the Lord that heals you. Can I tell you it's a redemptive right for your life that you can walk in healing? That is God. That is God incarnate. That is who he is. He is the Lord that heals. He will bring healing to your world. He will bring deliverance to your world. He will bring freedom to your world. Let's, we just have to step up in faith and believe that, that as the Bible declares, that is who our God is. He is a God that heals. Isaiah 53, 4 says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. I love this because in the scripture, we always see that healing and salvation are connected. 
And it says in Psalm 103, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all, the, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Bless the Lord. He heals all your sins and he, he heals all your, <laughs> forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. He, we, we need to believe this. We need to look at this and go, that is my God. I am forgiven and I am healed. I am forgiven and I am healed. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. I am forgiven and I am healed. Third thing is this, that healing is the will of God and healing is for all. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done, but I've been healed. Healing is for all and it's God's will. There's a great story in Luke 5, 12 of a social outcast, a leper, who not only should he not even come within the city limits, he should never approach anybody. Because he has leprosy, it's, he cannot do that. Uh, he, he approaches, he hears that Jesus is coming. I love this, all through the scriptures you'll find, and, and hearing that Jesus was coming, Bartimaeus cried out. A woman with the issue of blood crawled on her hands and knees to get to Jesus. A leper approaches Jesus and he says, if you are willing, you can make me whole. Jesus says, I am willing, be healed. Can I encourage you this morning, if it's a question in your mind, is God willing to heal me? Does he want me? Is he trying to cause me to be humble? Is, he, is this my thorn in my side? Can I encourage you this morning? Jesus is willing that you would be healed. That's his heart. He is a healer. That's his nature. That's one of the facets of God. Again, I am the Lord that heals you. Uh, I, you know, Christians today have somehow failed to believe that God meant what he said. You know, this is like with Adam and Eve in the garden where the snake and the serpent, the devil came to Adam and Eve and said, did God really mean what he said? It's a question that he tries to put out. Did he really mean that? Did he really mean that I am the Lord that heals you? Or did he just mean I'm the God that comforts you? I'll bring you comfort in your time of trouble. I'll, I'll be with you. I'll support you. No, no, no. He said, I am the Lord that heals you. There is healing that flows from me towards you. Just accept it. And you know, we just need to accept what he's freely given. We just need to accept the gift given. We've spoken about this before. I can be given a gift and put it on the shelf. Never open it, never know what it is. Leave it wrapped up, and that's nice. I was given a gift. The purpose of the gift is that it would be used and enjoyed and taken hold of. This morning, I want to encourage you. We're going to pray in a minute. Lozzie, can I get you to come up, please? You have to believe that God wants you healed. The fourth thing in finishing with this, it says, faith makes real the promises of God. Hebrews 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Hebrews 1 verse 6 says it's impossible to please God except through faith. The only way we please God, you can't earn God's favor. You cannot earn healing. You can't earn God's favor upon you. You just have to step in to faith. And faith pleases God. Faith, as I said, is the conduit for the power of God to flow towards your life. It's the atmosphere that God moves in. F.F. Bosworth said this, don't doubt God. If you must doubt something, doubt your doubts because they are unreliable, but never doubt God or his word. Don't doubt God. If you believe, if you've brought yourself to this place of, you know what, I'm, I'm part of a community, I'm stepping into a church, just believe. Just believe that in any of the circumstances that you find yourself that he is able. Don't doubt God. And, and let me challenge you in this. Has he ever promised you something that he hasn't delivered on? We've lived by faith for the last 20-something years, and I've got to tell you, it's been the greatest adventure of our lives. God is faithful unto his word. God, God, God is not a cheapskate. 
He's not a liar. He's not, he doesn't say a thing and do something else. That's the nature of man in our broken, fallen state. God is not like that. If he promises a thing, he delivers on the very thing he promises. <coughs> Pardon me. Dale Murdy said this, is there any reason why you should not have faith in God? Has God ever broken one of his promises? I defy any infidel or believer to place a finger on a single promise God has made and not kept. Think it, you know, think it through. Has God ever come up short? Has God ever not delivered? Now, timings and seasons are one thing, but God's timing's perfect. And the, you know, Ecclesiastes says there's a time and a season for everything under heaven. But I tell you, if God has promised you, if he's given you a word, you can take that thing through to eternity because he will deliver on it. He is faithful. You know, the only way to receive healing is by faith. Let me, let me bring this to you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, the word translated saved in the Greek word is sozo. And that means to save, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, be or make whole, and with that in mind, let's look at Ephesians 2, verses 8. It says this, For by grace you have been saved. For by grace you have been saved. I.e., delivered, protected, healed, preserved, made well, made whole through faith. By grace you have been healed. Just go to faith. By grace you have been healed. Why don't we just close our eyes this morning? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.